We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg, and today I'm rejoined by my co-host, Matt Galatson. And guys, it's been a while. Uh, we had Thanksgiving break. We took a much-needed uh, break, some time off to recharge and everything, and we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, the Mavs, you know, after starting the season 9-4, and four, They've been on a slide lately. You know, given they they lost Luca during that tough stretch where they played Phoenix twice, and then the first game versus the Clippers, and then they won against the second game of the Clippers when Luca returned. But overall, they've lost five out of six games, and they've slid uh, to ten and nine. Although it hasn't really affected their their where they are in the Western Conference standings. We'll get to all of that. Um, we're going to look forward to what's coming here in the next few weeks and. Uh, some trade stuff that's going to be picking up in two weeks once we get to December 15th. Uh, we're going to talk about some of these recent games and you know what we think the, the issue is with the Mavs right now, uh, given that they haven't really played fun basketball. You know, it's been a drag watching some of these games. So we're going to jump into it. Y'all tune in. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does. He is. He is. And the Mavericks have won the game. And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. All right, Matt, we're officially back. And before we jump into, you know, just all this Mavs stuff and we start getting a little, you know, down on how they've played here lately, how was your Thanksgiving break? Was it was it restful at all? Um. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I uh, a, lot, a lot of family in town. Um, I did get to go deer hunting over the weekend, so that was awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was it was good. The th- the thing is with with me is I cover college football, and um, there was a lot of stuff going on. Oh yeah, it's Thursday. Even up until this morning, there's still a lot going on. So. Uh, doesn't really feel like a break for me, but it's it was nice to like see family and, and do that whole thing. And um, yeah, I mean, it was okay. <laughs> I took the entire week off last week, and I went to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and it was nice to get away. But I have never seen so. I've been going up there for years. That's kind of like it's kind of become a family tradition. But man, I, I I have never seen that many people 
up there as what we're up there this year. And I don't know if that's just like the carryover from, you know, the pandemic starting last year and they're not being as many people last year and they're making up for it this time. Uh, I don't know what it was, but there was a ton of people there, but overall mm-hmm. it was good. Uh, I, you know, I'm still kind of, it was so dry up there. I had some, uh, some cold issues when I got back, but overall I'm okay. I'm well rested. I'm ready for Mavs Pels on Wednesday. I'll be in the building. Uh, I won't be on credential for that one because it's been nearly two years since I've been down there and I decided just to go with, you know, just me and my wife and we're just going to, we got some good tickets, you know, really close to the court. We're just going to sit there and enjoy it and hopefully the Mavs get back in the win column. So, yeah, uh, I, uh, I just, I just want to forewarn everybody. Um, I am getting over, I'm over laryngitis. I, I had it over Thanksgiving. <laughs> but if you hear me, cough a few times i promise that's all that it is i think that's pretty much everybody this time of year i've been fighting a cold since i got back last weekend uh or well wednesday of last week it's been rough (laughs) but uh so yeah look i mean we we haven't been on here uh to talk about any of these recent games you know especially that tough stretch uh where the mavs played the suns twice and then the clippers twice and that kind of went how you thought it would go with Luca missing the first three of those, and then he came back, and they got that uh, really big win over the Clippers in overtime. It shouldn't have gone to overtime. They were up by 10 with like 90 seconds left, and somehow the Clippers got it to overtime, and then the Mavs held the Clippers to one point in overtime and still won it. Uh, you get to the most recent games here where they played the Wizards and uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, which those teams are not – the Wizards and Cavaliers teams of years past. They have gotten a lot better uh, all around. So we knew they were going to be tough. But the Wizards game first, that was a game, Matt, where the Wizards were playing their third game in four nights. And the Mavs had been off since Tuesday. So they 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 had like four days off over the Thanksgiving break. They were well rested. They were coming off that big win over the Clippers. And then they're playing the Wizards, who were without Spencer Dinwiddie, who I believe is their second-leading scorer next to Bradley Beal. And for the most part, they played okay. But to have a team that's playing their third game in four nights just completely outmatch you in energy and effort was very disappointing. And the Mavs end up losing that game by six, uh, you know, KP, he was good in the first half, but then he just disappeared in the second half and only scored one point. Uh, And then you move on to this last game against the Cavs where they started off okay again. KP was good in the first half. He he played well defensively throughout the night. You know, his effort level was up there, but, you know, his offense is just tailoring off in the second half. And, you know, for a game where Luka went 7 of 11 from three, and, you know, scored – let me see what – I'm going to just mention a couple of things I saw on the timeline last night. Okay, so Josh Bowe over at Mavs Moneyball, uh, he's co-host uh, with our guy Kirk Henderson over there on their podcast. He tweeted out, Luka Doncic went 7 of 11 from 3. The Cavaliers had 19 turnovers. 19. And the Mavs lost by 18. That's ridiculous. That's That should never happen. That is yeah. crazy. Like what is going on, Matt? Like what, what what's the deal with the Mavs? Why can't they make shots? Because I tweeted this out earlier. It's not something you 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 don't have a foolproof explanation for it. 
they're just not missing shots. They're getting wide open shots. They just can't hit them for whatever reason, whether it's the new ball or, you know, guys are just in a slump. I don't know what it is, but this shouldn't be happening 20 games into the season. I don't think it's the new ball. I'm, I'm over that excuse. You've been playing 18 games with it now. You should be used to it. You're a professional basketball player. Um, <clears throat> here's the deal. I, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the issue is. I don't know what the solution is. I know that it seems that when the Mavericks sign these free agents that are supposed to come in and be good three-point shooters, with the exception of Seth Curry, they sort of come in and they suck. And uh, Reggie, and Boyd, then of course they traded the one that <laughs> right. Then they got rid of the one that didn't. <laughs> so, um, like Reggie Bullock has been arguably worse than Josh Richardson over the last few games uh, from from Josh Richardson from last year. So I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's it's they're still a little off playing with each other. They're still getting their their game legs under them, but that shouldn't be an excuse because it's 18 games into the season. Um, the shooting thing is troubling, but there's also other things about these losses that are troubling as well. I mean, I'm looking at the box score right now against Cleveland. Josh Allen had 28 points and 14 rebounds. He destroyed you. Oh, Jared Allen. Yeah. Jared Allen. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you can't survive. I, I know people have, have kind of moved away from their, their strong views of traditional centers and, you know, they want more, you know, uh, versatile guys that can do more things kind of like a KP. But when Jared Allen is, is destroying you like that. And then Lori market and the other big that they have, has 24 points and eight boards. And you're sitting here with, you know, KP has nine Moses Brown has two points in 11 minutes and two rebounds and, and Dwight Powell plays eight minutes and doesn't score. I mean, <clears throat> you have a serious issue in the front court and it's something that's affecting, I think the rest of the roster, because you're, when you're when you're playing these other big guys, you're you are affecting spacing, and they all have their different skill sets and all that stuff. But if you're going to be successful in this league, you have to be able to to compete with teams like Cleveland on the glass and and, and inside just as much as you are around the rest of the court. And they're not doing that. They haven't done that all season. It's been a major issue, and I I do think that it affects the rest of the roster. From a more, from a morale standpoint, it definitely does. I mean, the Mavs they have a big uh, problem, you know, no pun intended, but with their bigs, I mean, they, they have a problem there. They have to address it at some point because yeah. And I mean, even before the, even before uh, Rick Carlisle got let go, you know, there was this talk about, Oh, well, you know, we have five centers, <laughs> we have five bigs, you know, as if no, numbers, as if numbers mean anything if you don't have someone who can actually do something. And with the Jared Allen thing, it was the same thing in the previous game against Washington with Daniel Gafford. You know, he was out there looking like prime Tyson Chandler against the Mavs. And, I mean, given he's good, but, you know, it shouldn't be that lopsided. Where Matt, the Mavs have given up 120 points in the paint combined over the last two games. That that is ridiculous. That should never happen. That should be a red flag right now. Nico Harrison or Mark Cuban, whoever is calling the shots realistically, needs to look at that and say we have to change something going forward. Because right now it's not affecting the Mavs spot in the standings in the West, but you know, on the way they're trending right now, losing five of six. I mean, you're not going to continue to be that fortunate in the standings going through the rest of this season. You've got to do something now. And maybe yeah. that happens when they get to December 15th because that's when you're able to trade 
throughout the league. That's when you're able to trade guys who were recently signed during the offseason, and it opens up a lot more trade flexibility. So maybe they will do something, and they're just waiting for that to get here. But, I mean, I'm I'm at the point right now where I'm more like you. I'll believe it when I see it because of how stubborn they've been with this roster. But I, I do hope that they which, make a change soon. They have to do it. Which the fact that you're feeling that way in, in and of itself is, a, <laughs> is, is concerning because you're the ultimate optimist, right? Yeah. But look, I don't, it's not Mark Cuban. It is Mark Cuban. Like he's the final decision maker. We know that. Um, let me ask you a question. Dating back to the 2011 title team, what was the one thing that made the biggest difference on that team when they, from the year before to that year? It was Tyson. It was, it Tyson, was Tyson Chandler. Chandler. And I know that, you know, people have talked about three, you know, three point shooting bigs and stretch bigs and all that stuff. And people talk about spacing and I, I just talked about spacing, but if you don't have a guy like Tyson Chandler that can not just score, but who can defend the paint when you're getting bullied by Jared Allen, who's, who's good, but like, he's not, he's not Shaq, but he's putting up Shaq numbers on you, but you're going to, you're going to lose more times than you're going to win. And, and these games that, you know, Washington and Cleveland are, are, are much better than they have been. That's, that's true. But if you're going to compete for a Western conference, a top Western conference playoff spot, and you're going to compete for, you know, a deep playoff run, you're not going to survive like this. You're not going to survive losing games to, to Cleveland and Washington and, 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 you know, losing these, I, I know they needed to go on the road. They needed to win a couple of those games with Phoenix and in the Clippers, but you, you can't lose three out of four. You have to win. You have to split or you have to go three and one. And those are the, these are the kinds of trips and the kinds of stretches that they just can't afford to go on. If they're going to have a good playoff spot, because we're going to turn around in the playoffs this summer. And what are we going to see? We're going to see the Mavs. If this continues, I mean, what we're going to see is the Mavs in a six seed or a seven seed playing an LA team or, you know, Phoenix or somebody we don't want them to play. And the same thing's going to happen as the last two years. And then people are going to start losing their minds that this is all the same stuff over and over again, which it kind of is. It's, it's, it's rostered and stubborn roster stubbornness. It's lineup stubbornness. I mean, the Mavs, did the most petty thing I think I've ever seen them do this, this last game with Moses Brown tweeting out, <laughs> we heard you guys Twitter we're starting Moses Brown. <laughs> and they played him for 11 minutes. And it's like, that's a fundamental problem within the organization that they have to reach out on Twitter and say, Hey, Mavs Twitter, we heard you. Like They, no. they address Mavs Twitter way more than they should, you're, you know, instead of just letting it go. You're a professional sports organization. How many times do you think the Cowboys have reached out and said, we heard you Cowboys Twitter. They don't do that. Because <laughs> they, they don't do care. They just do they their thing. Care. They run the organization the way it's supposed to be run. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys aren't the shining <clears throat> example for the best run organization in sports. But they do things their own way, and they don't care what the fans think. And the Mavericks do that. But then they try and make you care, like make you feel like they care when they really don't. And that's – the fact that they're having to go out of the way to do that is just laughable in and of itself. But yeah, it's been very disappointing how petty, you know, all of that has been throughout this season. You know, real snarky remarks from everybody. And I mean, it's just fans wanting the best for their team and their franchise player. 
and, uh, you know, voicing their opinions on it. I don't think that's anything that somebody should be, you know, condescending about. You know, it's uh, fans are they're called fans for a reason. Man. They're fanatics. They're, you know, they're right. crazy about a certain team and they want things to go well. And when they're not going well, you're going to have, you know, backlash for that. So I don't know. I, I think they're taking it. I think they're directing their uh, their snarkiness in the wrong direction. It needs to be directed back towards the, you know, the people who actually run the team. Well, people need to take responsibility for what's going on. And you've brought in a whole new organization, basically. You brought in a new GM. You brought in you, – you got rid of uh, your analytics guy. You, you, you brought in a new head coach. And you brought in some new players. And it's not working. Yeah, they're 10-8 and eight and their, their playoff spot is fine. But it's now not that, working. And they and need to take responsibility for it and stop, you know, deflecting and, and sending out weird tweets. And, like, I, I just – I don't get it. Like, take care of your business on the court. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And let me say this about the big man situation again, too, because I have been, up until this point, I have been an advocate for you need to start KP at center, especially when he's playing as well as he has been lately. You know, he's almost averaging two blocks per game. He's moving a a whole lot better than what he was last year. It's night and day difference. He actually looks healthy. He's moving well. His offense has struggled in the second half of the last two games. But, you know, I don't know if you – I mean, you obviously saw it on the timeline last night, but, you know, he just absolutely destroyed Jared Allen on a a drive to the rim and dunked over him, which surprised me. I did not think that would happen. Uh, So when he's playing like that, it's like, okay, I want him to play at center. But the problem is the whole reason for playing KP at center when he's able to play defensively like that is you're spacing the floor. For the other guys on the court. And like I mentioned earlier, if those guys aren't hitting their shots, you know, if Reggie Bullock is going to keep shooting 28% from three or, you know, uh, Sterling Brown, 23% from three or Tim Hardaway Jr., 33% from three after he shot, what, 40% the last two seasons, we're 20 games in. I mean, at some point you have to think, even if it was related to the ball, that like eventually these guys – these pro athletes are going to adapt and learn how to get it done with this new ball. Even if it is a different texture, a different feel. Uh, I mean, at some point you'd think it'll, it'll make a turn and they'll end up shooting better. But I mean, if it doesn't, then they're in trouble. But 
I mean, just look at the look at the standings right now. Even though it feel every loss, it feels like you know the sky is falling, our pets' heads are falling off, all that stuff. But I mean, you look at the standings. Even at ten and nine, the Western Conference is a complete crapshoot right now. Yeah, <laughs> the Mavs one loss away from from being out of the playoffs with these standings. Right. So that's why it's important for the team to go out right now, or at least in the next two weeks, once you get past that December fifteenth date. And make some moves now because you're right there. You have a golden opportunity one-fourth of the way through this season to where if you make a couple more moves to improve your depth and, you know, uh, get some guys that can actually shoot consistently if Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown aren't going to pick up their games, you know, now's the time to make a move because they've shown in some of these games, like in the Clippers win uh, – and in the win against Denver, they can do it when they're making shots. It's just it's been so few and far between. I have no, I have no doubt that this team can continue to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. But I mean, they've got to do something to where they're more competitive uh, going forward. You know, against these these bigger teams. Because I mean, I'm, I'm going to read one more thing I saw on the timeline. This is. Uh, my guy Jay from Mavs Film Room tweeted this out, and it's a it's a crazy stat. I don't know if you saw it or not, but the Mavs can. He said the Mavs continue to generate open shots at an at an elite clip. They are generating open shots thirty three point eight percent of their possession, which is the second highest frequency frequency in the league. But their forty eight percent effective field goal percentage on those shots ranks twenty fifth. <laughs> So this is my thing, Matt. People, it's very easy for people to say, oh, well, you know, Jason Kidd's come in and he's posting up KP more and his style just, you know, isn't really working compared to what they've done in the past. I mean, judging by those numbers, it is working. They're getting open shots. And if, you know, watching these games, that's what I come away thinking after every single loss. It's like, man, they had tons of open chances that could have changed the game if they had just hit like two or three more threes that were wide open. So I don't know what the problem is. I know it's not coaching. It's not coaching. It's not stylistic. It's just, I don't, it's something with the players just not being able to hit the shots. So we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago at the very beginning of the season, I think when they were struggling to do these things and we said, well, you know, it's just, it's just, it's the beginning of the season. They're still learning to play together. I mean, these are, this is pretty much exactly what I said. I was like, I won't be concerned until we are 20 games in and this stuff is still happening. We're 20 games in now. We're 19 games in. We're fourth of the way through the season almost. So this is a trend. This wasn't early bumps. This seems like a trend that unless they fix, they're going to be in a lot of trouble because if you're getting, if you're getting, those open shots, you're right. That means that Jason Kidd's offense is working. That means the pieces are moving in the right places, but the players are the ones that are not executing what's going on. And that is an issue that will haunt them for the rest of the season unless they figure out a way to get it fixed. And it's not as simple as, oh, hey, let's let's go make a trade for Goran Dragic or oh, let's go you know, try and find – a big that can, that can battle with these guys. I mean, it's Reggie Bullock and and Sterling Brown and, and, and Tim Hardaway Jr. are all shooting significantly worse than they have in the last two years. I mean, Sterling Brown was like 
above, I think he was above 40, 40%. He was like 43% or something last year. Reggie Bullock yeah. was right there. Tim Hardaway Jr. was amazing last year. He was their second best player. Now he's a little bit of an afterthought, if you ask me. Um, it's it's really, really concerning. And it's not something that's just gonna it's just gonna magically fix itself overnight. It's something they have to work on. I don't know if Jason Kidd's like making them do too much like you know, upper body weightlifting or something like that. <laughs> the NBA players don't forget how to shoot the ball. Yeah, That's somebody, some, somebody mentioned, somebody mentioned earlier. It's like, well, yeah, it could be coaching if they're like messing with the players' techniques or something like that. But you don't do it. You don't do that with an established veteran like Reggie Bullock. He's, That's something you do with a with a prospect or a rookie. Like that. That's not something you do with Tim Hardaway Jr., who's been in the league for almost a decade. Like, yep. if they want to do that with Josh Green, you know, by all means, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what. The, the deal could possibly be or how they're going to fix it. But if they don't fix it, they are quite literally one loss for being out of the playoff picture. And this is the kind of stuff that we've, we've always talked about uh, over the last couple of years where other people in on the Mavs beat have been like, Oh, well, it's just one game. It's not a big deal. Stop freaking out. Mavs Twitter. You're terrible fans. I hate you. It's these law. Every single loss counts. This isn't baseball. Yeah. There's a well, lot of games. And again, they have to take advantage now because even after, you know, all of the disappointing losses and some of the games that they were in that they probably should have won and they didn't, uh, you you have to take advantage of the fact that you have endured those bad losses, those disappointing losses and some of these games where, like, honestly, Matt, I, I, I don't remember if I told you and Kirk this or who who I told, but, like, it has been a long, long time since a Mavs game has like kind of ruined my night, like from a mood perspective. Like usually it's just like, oh, okay, well they lost, and then you move on to the next one. I was legitimately upset after that game last night. Like I wish I hadn't even watched it. I, sh- I wish I had just gone and you know, I know how rare watched. That you, trust me. Yeah, I, like I wish I had just gone and watched Yellowstone last night. That's how bad it was. <laughs> there, there's, there's very few things that I know, and I know that when Dalton is mad about something, he is you know mad. it's bad. <laughs> like yeah, it, it's bad. It was awful, and I mean, I don't, I wasn't. Apparently, there were like boos at AAC. I mean, I didn't, I didn't personally hear that, but uh, you know, I, some people were saying that people were booing. Uh, they were playing so bad, so. I mean, you, if you have something like that happening 20 games into the season, you know it's just like, okay, guys, like something's got to give. We got to do something here. But like I said, if if they're going to fix it, now is the time to fix it because in years past, Matt, like last season, the team started out nine and fourteen, so it could be worse. Uh, they just they have to get it together now because now's the time you got to take advantage because the schedule's not going to get any easier. Your easiest part of the schedule was arguably that first stretch of the so season. My, my point is, and going back to what I was saying a minute ago, the standings are so close right now that every loss really, really does matter because it's probably, it's we're a fourth of the way through the season. Every single, it's going to stay like this. It's going to be jumbled all the way from 11, unless one team just goes on a hot streak and kind of pulls away at the top, like kind of like what Golden State and Phoenix are doing right now. It's going to be that close which means that every single game counts, which means that you can't screw around with this stuff. You can't yeah. wait until December 15th to be like, oh, well, maybe we can get, you know, a, a discount, you know, version of Christian Wood off the waiver wire. 
Well, and again, you you look at you look at the standings one more time, and you just look at the margin for error. So, the Mavs are ten and nine. These last two games against Cleveland and Washington, even though those teams are both improved, they should have won those two games. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. They should have won those two games. So they would have been twelve and seven instead of ten and nine. You're you're one game behind Utah for the third seed if you win those two games, but since you didn't. You know, like you said, you're one game from completely being out of the play in altogether. So it, <laughs> it's, it, I don't know. It's, uh, it's still the Wild West, but it's, it's, it's a different West. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the old Eastern Conference now where you can be mediocre and still end up with home court, apparently. So I don't know. Some, some of us have been clamoring for that for years. Like, oh man, what if the Mavs were in the East? Well, maybe we're getting a taste of that this year. <laughs> But um, but the Mavs, they play the Pelicans now two times in a row. They'll play them on Wednesday, uh, and then they'll play them on Friday. And Friday we'll be doing our first uh, uh, live watch party through the, the playback app. And I will have more details for everybody on that uh, later tonight because I'm doing a demo with the guys, and they're just kind of walking us through all that stuff. And uh, – but if you want to join that uh, live watch party and get the exclusive link for all that, we're going to do it in the fourth quarter of Friday's game. Uh, go to Step Back Mavs on Twitter. Look at the pinned tweet. Uh, it's our new Step Back Mavs premium. Uh, we're going to be doing exclusive bonus pods that are ad-free. Uh, and this, this is the only place you'll be able to listen to them. Uh, you'll have access to those live watch parties. We'll send the exclu- exclusive links to y'all. Basically what it is is we're going to have the game playing on the screen in the background, and you'll have Matt and myself in these little bubbles in the bottom uh, right-hand corner, and we'll be able to bring people up to talk live during the game like you would on Green Room or whatever, but it's like while the game is actually playing on the screen, and it's all synchronized to where everybody's nobody's lagging, and it's really cool. I think everybody's going to love it. So – uh, be sure to do that. Uh, you also get access to our community Discord. Uh, if we ever do any kind of giveaways, you know, you'll get exclusive access to all of that. And if you uh, sign up before the end of the year, you get a Mavs Step Back t-shirt. So uh, be sure to do that. Check it out. Matt, is there anything else you want to add before we take off here? I, I can't hear you. I think you might be muted. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to try the playback thing. Um, I'm, we're going to have to kind of figure out the timing on that, but you know, it, it's it's a really cool feature, and I would encourage everybody to go to go check out all that stuff that Dalton just put on the screen. It's we're we're really excited about all that stuff. And um, <clears throat> also, if you if you're a college football fan and you're a Texas fan or an Aggies fan, you could always you know go check out LonghornsCountry.com or AllAggies.com. But that's just you know. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely go do that. Uh, Matt's putting in a ton of work with uh, with his college football sites. And go check out DallasBasketball.com, too. You know, we got a bunch of good work up there. Uh, I'm going to have a 20-game recap of the MAV season after Wednesday's game. Probably will run Thursday morning. But, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll be in attendance for that Mavs-Pels game on Wednesday uh, even though I'm not going on credentials. So I'm, I'm just going to enjoy myself that night. And then, like I said, Friday, uh, we'll have that watch party thing and we'll work out all the details for all that and post something, you know, for you in that community discord 
uh, later on this week. So, guys, we appreciate it. Uh, hopefully the Mavs get back on the roll in the winning com- column. You know, things have been rough uh, since Luca went out with that injury and he came back. But uh, maybe two straight games against the Pelicans is is exactly what, you know, the doctor ordered. Uh, even though the Pelicans have won three of four and those three wins have come against the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Wizards, who the Mavs just lost to. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see how I it just, goes. I just, I, I'm still aching to see Fat Zion, so I hope he comes back soon. I don't. He's not going to make it back for this next one. He probably won't even make it back for Friday, but he's getting close to a return. But right now, you know, they had Giannis Valanciunas. Uh, hit seven threes against the Clippers last night, went for like 39 points. So, uh, (laughs) so great timing, you know, given the Mavs bigs issues, you know, hopefully that doesn't continue Wednesday night and, you know, makes me have a bad viewing experience. But anyway, guys, we appreciate it. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, If you listen on Apple podcasts, you've seen it in the bottom right corner of the screen here. Uh, leave us a review on there for a chance to win a free Mav Step Back t-shirt. Uh, just put, you know, your social media at Twitter, Instagram, whatever, to where we can get in touch with you if you do win one. And we appreciate it, y'all. I uh, hope y'all have a great rest of your week. We will see y'all very soon. Y'all have a good one.